The Pat Kenny Show with MasterCard. Share an extraordinary experiences all over the world with priceless cities at priceless.com. This is News Talk. Now, my next guest did what many would consider to be the kindest of all acts, donating an organ to a stranger. But the whole ordeal was made more difficult because of Ireland's regulations around altruistic donations. Dr. Dominic Nathan is a physician in occupational medicine at the Matter Hospital, and he's with us now to tell us his story. Uh, Dominic, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. Now, you've got two kidneys. And in theory, you've one to spare. But I mean, you have a spare wheel in the car. And the reason is in case one of them needs to be replaced. So to decide to dispose of your spare is a big deal. Uh, It is, but it's a calculated uh, risk. And uh, my job as a consultant in occupational medicine is to take risk assessments on a daily basis, several times a day. And I think I did a good risk assessment. And I think I did the right thing. All right. Now, what prompted this? Well, there's lots of good reasons why I did it, um, but um, coming in in the car today, I said, um, would there be any other reasons why I would do it? And the truth of the matter is, it may have been something I could not have stopped doing. And that's because um, there have been studies done on people who are kidney donors. And in a part of the brain called the amygdala, it is found that people who have large amygdalae actually are very prominent amongst those who give kidneys. So it might be that um, it might be part of my makeup (laughs) that I was overly generous despite uh, what everything I might do. And interestingly enough, um, the amygdala is part of the brain that actually controls emotions. So it's found that um, people who are in charge of large organisations or chief executives have very small amygdalae. Really? Yes. So they're not very generous people. You could say that. I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> um, now, it's one thing to decide to do this. Had you got a history, by the way, of, say, blood donation or other altruistic things? Yes. Um, my parents uh, were very good. Uh, they uh, sacrificed quite a lot to send me into a school where social justice was kind of important. And arising out of that, I got an early um, uh, view of how to look after people who are less well off and people who are suffering. So from 18 years of age, at the uh, minimum age I could do, I started giving blood. Uh, I gave blood uh, for every three months until they came and said to me, look, you're a committed donor. Would you consider going onto the platelet list where uh, you give platelets every month? So I've been doing that up till I, mm-hmm. I gave my kidney. All right. Now, uh, deciding to give your kidney, um, you don't have a choice as to who you give it to. You just say, I'm available. No. Uh, in fact, in Ireland, uh, you very much have, uh, well, I, I'll, I'll just bring you with breaking news uh, in a short in a second. But in fact, um, you did not have a, um, a choice in Ireland until uh, very shortly, because as of the cabinet meeting yesterday, I read uh, that um, this morning that the cabinet have agreed to allow altruistic kidney donation, which means that uh, people like myself, and I was talking to uh, another uh, two persons who gave their kidney there uh, recently, uh, Johnny and Kate, and likewise, uh, they also had to leave the mm. jurisdiction to give it. So that's now but going to be You could available. within families do it, though, you up could, to this. Absolutely, and somebody you knew. As, and somebody you knew? Somebody you knew relatively well for the last two years or so. So uh, take us to... You have to have a connection. Some connection. So if you had a next-door neighbour who was suffering terribly because of kidney failure and you knew them well, that would be permitted. Correct. Uh, And also within the family, that would be permitted. Correct. But of course, you're looking for tissue matching and things like that. So uh, within families, it's more likely than a total stranger. Absolutely. Um, Although you may find, though, that it's not just about tissue matching. So, for instance, um, some people may not know that they have an abnormality, which may not be significant 
significant to them but might be significant to somebody who's receiving the donor. Uh-huh. So for instance they may have an extra artery or an abnormal type of vein structure that will prevent them because it's not just about them giving the kidney. The person who gives the kidney has to be well enough to survive giving the kidney a donation yeah. and live a normal life afterwards. So it's quite an intensive assessment. So uh, your decision then, somewhere in the last little while you made that decision. Mm-hmm. What then? What was the next step? Well, um, because you couldn't do it it wasn't a friend it wasn't a member of your family it was going to be a stranger and therefore you could not do it up to this in the 26 counties well that was disappointing and um, it was only when I asked um, uh, Colin McGee the nephrologist in Beaumont uh, if I could um, consider giving my kidney and he he very kindly got in touch with me and said look we'd love to have it but unfortunately it's not possible and indeed when I researched this this has been going back for an awfully long time in the United States it's the last century when they agreed that altruistic kidney donations could be given. In the United Kingdom, it was 2004 that they came out with the Human Tissue Act, which is now going to be, uh, the equivalent is going to be the Human Tissue Bill here in Ireland. And um, they enacted it in 2006. They, they brought in the bill in 2004, but they actually enacted then in 2006. And they've been allowing it since. So um, it's very disappointing. Mary Harney, when she was Minister for Health in 2006, said that she was going to give money to try and get this to happen. Mm-hmm. But successive governments have come and gone. Okay, and this one has now uh, moved on it. So uh, it'll be a while before it's a law, but it's on the way. So you had to go to Northern Ireland. Yes. And what happened? Um... Well, it was interesting because I was giving it altruistically. It meant that I could choose what time I wanted to give my kidney. And it meant that people who would be living on the list, so to speak, would have an idea when they were going to come up on the list and have okay. their kidney done. So I think there was a certain poignancy that uh, it was actually at Christmas time that I went up at the end of my Christmas work uh, to give the kidney to the, the, the recipient and uh, took the train up after work. Um, had a, a night in the uh, in the renal unit in the Belfast City Hospital where they have an excellent service uh, Mr Tim Brown the surgeon and Dr Ashley Courtney the nephrologist and uh, the next day then uh, down to theatre woke up in the afternoon they asked me how I was feeling I said I feel fine they said um, would you like to feel like peeing yet and I said no and they said well the person who got your kidney is already peeing so uh, <laughs> please let us know when you would and um, I said give me coffee and that'll make me pee and uh, lo and behold half an hour later I was being so the, the, the one kidney that was left was working fine Thank absolutely you yes um, I'm told that it's uh, easier for the recipient than the donor in this case you know that the recipient recovers much quicker than the donor <sighs> no I to be honest with you um, I would not like to be on a list for a kidney donation um, um, or perhaps they feel so rotten that, yes. that the improvement offered yes. by the new kidney is, think, is fantastic I, I think the rate of feeling better would be what we would say <laughs> is better yes um, there's no doubt about it um, I, I, it is is not normal but before I left the hospital the person who got the kidney asked could they meet me and it was a distinct pleasure um, I didn't think uh, that I would be allowed to do that um, but it was really great to hear how their lives had improved instantaneously so they began to taste for the first time in years um, they had already peed and they were feeling so much better their colour had improved and, and it's a great feeling to see people improve like that See, so you have absolutely no regrets about this uh, I only wish I had more kidneys <laughs> it's, a, it's a fantastic story uh, and I'm sure people will be saying what a, a selfless thing to do 
Well, it is and it isn't. Um, I have a good friend, uh, Professor Frank Murray from the Royal College of Physicians. Oh, he's been on the programme many ha- times. He has indeed. And uh, he rang me up one day a few years ago and said, Dominic, you must read this book. And it's by a chap called Professor Peter Singer, who I'm sure you heard about. And he's a moral philosopher who's big into altruism. And he wrote two books. One is called The Life You Can Save and the other is called The Most Good You Can Do. And in it, uh, the book that uh, Frank gave me, it suggested that the amount of clothes that people had that they didn't use on a regular basis could come to $700 or the like, um, because he's now based in America. And that if you gave away your clothes, uh, you know, or you didn't need as many clothes, you could actually save so many lives. So... I listened to Frank and I said, well, this is a good idea. He's obviously given me this book for a good idea. And this is where altruism can be a bit too addictive. Um, So I threw out all my clothes, except (laughs) for the pair I was wearing and the clothes I was wearing and a a spare set to be washed. And after um, the the next pair were washed and I had to take them away, I rang up Frank and said, Frank, all my clothes are gone because of you. Can you lend me some? (laughs) And he said, oh, no, Dominic, I didn't expect you to take it word for word. (laughs) <laughs> but that altruism, it has become addictive. So you've you've uh, shrunk your lifestyle. Um, it has not shrunk my lifestyle at all, unfortunately. Um, um, people tell me I am still the same person and I still do the same things that I've ever done. The good thing about giving a kidney donation is that it's the only time that a surgeon will operate on somebody who doesn't have any pathology, that doesn't need to have an operation. So it's quite a rare thing. And it really hasn't cut back on my lifestyle at any stage I should it. There are some caveats in that as you uh, recover from it, there are some little risks that you might be more prone to. But um, being a doctor, I know those risks. I know to, uh, what to look out for. I know how to manage them and they will be managed. Recovery time? Recovery time um, is, for getting back to work, is somewhere between a minimum of four weeks and and usually about 12 weeks. Uh, I went back to work straight away because uh, I work in three different hospitals and depending on whether I was going to be paid or not, uh, made a big difference and hunger being a great sauce, I decided I'd be back to work as quickly as I could at four what weeks. What an inspiring story. Dr. Dominic Nathan from the Matter Hospital in Dublin, a uh, donor of one of his own kidneys, altruistically. Thank you very much for joining us. You're very welcome. 